amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. This is USC wide receiver Jordan Addison. And he's in the red zone here against tight man coverage. And he has this ability at the line of scrimmage, I think, is very good to get off of the player and then work back to the ball, create that separation. Very crafty type of route runner. Despite his size, he actually fared against man coverage very well. 4.4 yards per route against man coverage at USC. Really like this. And it shows, I think, a core element of his game where he gets on the corner's toes and changes direction really fluidly. See, boom, outside leverage because he knows he's going to make an outside breaking route. But instead, he's already either looking back at the quarterback or looking inside to force the corner in that direction and then the slight push off and he's not running you know parallel to the goal line here in fact he's coming back towards the pylon to make the throw a bit easier perfect placement and perfect touchdown and this is what you get with a 511 173 pound wide receiver in jordan addison 100 catches for 1600 yards and 17 touchdowns with kenny pickett at pittsburgh and then your usc trojan stole him during his final year on route to 59 receptions, 875 yards and eight touchdowns with maybe future first overall pick in Caleb Williams. Hayden, what are we getting from Jordan Addison? Cause it's a weird dynamic, right? He's 173 pounds and I'll lead with this prior to 2023, just 32 wide receivers. At the NFL combine in the last 20 years weighed 173 pounds or less. And this draft class, there are five of them, and he's one of them. And on top of that, his 40-yard dash is in the 40th percentile. When you weight adjusted, it obviously gets way, way worse. In my model, he's a 15th percentile adjusted spark athlete. I do think that we overrate size speed at wide receiver versus other positions. At running back, it obviously matters. You're going to be breaking tackles against uh, linebackers. For edge rushers, you have to win with power through an offensive tackle. At the wide receiver position, speed score and the regular 40-yard dash have the same predictive power. It's because you can win with space. And in particular, when you are looking for outliers, and that's what Jordan Addison is going to be, the tape has to show the ability to get off of uh, corners against press man coverage. And you have to win on on that route where you're winning in blind spots. You have to have a plan in place. You have to know defensive coverages. You have to win with your hands away from the body. You can't be uh, doing these, these catches against your chest. And I think that Jordan Addison does a lot of that. Now, where I think he's going to win, he's not an X receiver by any means. At Pitt, he played in the slot on 68% of the snaps. At USC, that dropped to 23. But at USC, they threw way more screens to him. They got him in motion a little bit more. 
I think he's going to be a slot player. Will be able to play the Z in two wide receiver sets, and he caught a lot of passes in both offenses. Here's my two-liner take on him. He's a three-level route runner who gets on your toes and changes directions really fluidly. I think he tracks the ball incredibly well, especially down the field. You see him kind of contort his body and, again, track it with his eyes, and it puts him in really good spots. A potentially cap ceiling due to weight and also average to below average athleticism mm -hmm. when you you know weight that with his size that's not to say he's not going to be productive i see him on almost a spectrum of darnell mooney to emmanuel sanders to ty hilton and like those guys are all extremely productive and can win in certain ways he's just so good at getting into off corners hip pockets and then putting them in stress like he eats up that cushion and then once he's in your hip pocket, you've almost certainly lost because I'm not going to call him a technician per se, but he has such a great feel for creating that sliver of separation. And I think using his body in a pretty, pretty good way mm -hmm. to play bigger than his current status is. Yeah. And the kind of weird thing about him, even though he is so small, he broke 21 tackles at Pitt in 2021, which is like top 10 in all his college football. And then they, at USC, they would throw him a bunch of screens, which obviously you have to break some tackles for somebody his size, like this play right here. He just has some instincts, which is like, I think hard to kind of track with the combine numbers, but I think it's super important for the wide receiver position. Uh, like I said earlier, 4.4 yards per route run against man coverage in these isolated wide receiver routes. He had 3.8 yards per route run. That was the best of the top six consensus wide receivers in this draft class seven yards after the catch in 2022. So compare that with the 3.3% drop rate. You can kind of see how this outlier can't hit now. The Smitty comparisons, I think we're talking about two totally different players here. Smitty had like Devonta Smith, I'm talking about way longer. Um, I think you're looking at like Darnell Mooney to Deontay Johnson kind of wins in similar ways. A smaller version of CeeDee Lamb is I think kind of the profile that he's going to play oh. in the slot, can win vertical. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, I think is just a better player, better prospect in general. And then if you're really going to dream big, Stefan Diggs, I think, does a fantastic job of man manipulating players and is very good with the ball tracking skills. Obviously, Steph Diggs is much bigger than Jordan Addison, too. So outlier type of player here, but I think that I'm willing to bet on him to some degree. Now, I, I'm with you. I don't think he's going to be record breaking by any means, but there is a path to him being a target earner in his last 35 games. He had 80 percent of them caught at least five receptions. That goes back to him being a true freshman. He's only 21.3 years old on draft night, which is like really, really young. So maybe you can put on a little bit of weight here, but I'm with you. The the size with that speed lowers the overall ceiling here, but I don't want to put too much emphasis on that athleticism because I think his well, athleticism below average when you weight it with weight. Yeah, it's 15th percentile. But yes. his craftiness shows up on tape. I think he like plays a little bit faster because like you said, corners are just like scared to death of this dude. There are times when he'll double tap twice in a route and mm -hmm. force the corner to step up. And then again, it's that awareness that he has that he just simply turns and is faster mm -hmm. than, than the corner. I know this is your guy. I will say this kind of the, the more I watched wide receivers in this class, the more I did like Jordan Addison. There are ways 
clearly that he wins on the outside and the inside. That almost hybrid position that he can be out there in two wide receiver sets. And if you feel like the matchup is better in the slot in three wide receiver sets, and you can shove him in there. I just think it's going to be a cap ceiling, though. That's not a bad thing. Like He's I not going that. to be, I think, a top 20 overall wide receiver in the NFL. Maybe production-wise, he can be one. I think he has a chance to be. be. I'm saying pure talent when we rank them because, again, the size-athleticism combo might keep him from that. But, again, at the very least, as a rookie, he's going to help vertically. You know, like he's really good vertically in terms of his ball tracking and is able to create that spacing. And he's also a really smart player on screens. I saw, I don't know if a lot of people were talking about this, but just some of those tunnel screens or stuff like they get Devontae Smith on in Philadelphia, his catch and feel for the blocking. Again, I know I keep using the, the awareness word and the feel word, but it's calling cards for Jordan Addison. Yeah, in my model, he comes out as the 90th percentile in this production. If you look back at that sophomore year, I mean, he won the freaking Belindikoff Award. Uh, 94th percentile in that season last year, 68th percentile. He changed his role in the offense. Caleb Williams was dominating. He's more of a playmaker, and Jordan Addison is more of a timing guy. So there's maybe you can dream a little bit bigger, and he's just so damn young, um, and he was supposed to be this guy as well. So it's a weird combination here. It's not a comfortable like draft pick because of all the reasons we've outlined. When you watch the tape versus like the other guys in this draft class, his just route running instincts, timing, ball skills, ball tracking, trust in his hands. All of that stuff is just on another level than most of these guys aside from like JSN. Yeah. Gumby like movements. There's some real flair. Yeah. To his game. Is there a chance he like could be Calvin Ridley? I think Calvin Ridley's too fast for this, but like you're talking about a strider, can win on the outside. Uh, I think these are like the I, I would go like the the ceiling potential. It is like CeeDee Lamb, Steph Diggs, Calvin Ridley. I'm, now, I mean, I don't I, think I, no, 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 no. We, there. Uh, even mentioning Steph Diggs in this conversation is taking it one step too far for me. I, I cannot ride with you on that train because I think Stefan Diggs is one of the top five, six wide receivers in the league. Jordan Addison was a little bit better than Stefan Diggs as a college player. So I think I think there's a chance. And he's not like Stephan, Stephon Diggs isn't like some freak athlete. So. No, 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 no. But he literally is basketball, Allen Iverson, isolation moves and and one-on-one coverage. This is my crusade to not compare players to all pros. So yeah, like, we're talking about range of outcomes here. I think like that if if he hits, that's what he's gonna look like. He's not gonna look like Julio Jones or anything like that. I'm just talking about yeah. like I, I, I like Emmanuel Sanders. I think Calvin Ridley at the top. And like you said with Calvin, and T.Y. Hilton is the name. Again, I threw out there. Like Calvin Ridley, I'm with you. There were some Gumby-like movements, stop-start ability, just change of direction to create separation. And I believe either his second to last year with the Atlanta Falcons, he led the NFL in 20-plus yard targets. Like mm-hmm. again, at the very least, this is where Jordan Addison is helping you immediately. And I, I do love what you said, like dominant at Pitt, And that was mostly a slot player, but did move around. And then at USC, solely focused really on one side of the field. So we really have like the full spectrum of routes run for Jordan Addison. And that is not something, as you said, we can say with the rest of this group. And if a team ranks him as the number one wide receiver in this class, I understand it. I do understand it. While watching and going through all these wide receivers, it should drastically change throughout all wide receiver rooms unless every single one has like JSN at the top because right. what you see is what you get. Yeah, it is interesting. Daniel Jeremiah and Dane Brugler, uh, they both have Jordan Addison still after the combine as their wide receiver one in this class. Yet nobody in fantasy land like puts him there like that. So I put a late round one grade on him. Of course you um, 
I have him as my wide receiver too. I definitely would take him over Quinton Johnson. I just think that he has way better feel for the game. Um, and we'll see. I think worst case, you have a good slot receiver. And I think at the best case, he's in two wide receiver sets and he is averaging eight targets per game just because all this stuff translated and they get him in the screen game and he's just so nasty um, one-on-one. So we'll see. It's it's not the most comfortable evaluation. When he ran that 4-4-9 four, four, at 173 pounds, that doesn't feel good. But I think I just keep going back to the tape. I'm like, damn, like he's he really is that good. And just to take it all the way back of the 32 wide receivers of the last 20 years of the combine that weighed 173 or less, three names definitely hit of those 32 it's Deshaun Jackson, it's Devontae Smith, and it's Hollywood Brown, just to consider. A lot of vertical players, and as we say, at the very least, Jordan Addison can help you vertically. This is TCU wide receiver Quinton Johnston. You can find him in the slot against that big 12th off coverage, catches the ball, and you can see the athleticism really start to pop. He's got okay play strength after the catch. He's definitely got some explosiveness. But if you watch him catch the ball here, usually not with his hands, which is something that he has to focus on. I think he's a raw athlete. He's still trying to figure out all of the nuances of the wide receiver, but his size and that explosiveness and that yards after the catch, there's it's really hard to find like a comparison for him because you don't really get those three things kind of working together. Yeah, he's basically 6'3", 208 pounds, posted some awesome jumps at the combine, 40 and a half inch vert, 11 foot two broad jump, 60 receptions, 1,069 yards and six touchdowns last season. And beyond that, the advanced stats are pretty eye popping. 8.9 yards after the catch per reception last year, fifth in this class with 19 force missed tackles, which is third in this class. And Hayden, if you look over the last three years, 22, 18 and 17.8 yards per reception. So with all of those stats in mind, where do you think Quentin Johnston wins? So he can get deep. So like his yards per route run on these deep routes, post corners, nine routes, back shoulders, double moves, deep crosses, the seam routes, 5.3 yards per route run. So he can stretch the field vertically because he has that length and some of that speed and that leap, leaping ability. But also they use him in the screen game, actually 25% of his reception, which is kind of a scary number, came off of screens. Now, TCU was forcing the ball to him because he kind of has this move where he can catch it and then spin up field and make the first guy miss. So that's the kind of differences you're getting. He can win underneath. He can win downfield. But where my concerns are, and this was a good clip for it, is I'm not sure how good he is right at the line of scrimmage. He still has to work on his releases. I think he still has to work on the game plan of how he's going to beat these corners. And I think that's why I don't see you necessarily an X receiver despite his size. I would like to see him in the slot a little bit. I would definitely like to see him kind of in that deep threat role as a Z receiver. His stride length, as you can see on these big plays, are incredible. Like the overs and the drags where he's able just to out athlete his opposition creates these big plays because they just can't keep up with this big dude running fast down the field. And I'm with you. Like he might be better in the slot on a free release. Sometimes he got that free release as an outside wide receiver. It's not just vertical plays. It's also though, like when working back to the quarterback, like there's, there's this one play that always comes back to me when I think of like, what can Quentin Johnson be? Okay. Against Oklahoma state, it's third and three versus press coverage releases gets inside leverage. This little elbow push to create more separation with no wasted movement on the top of his cutback, the slight movement back to the quarterback. And he's already rolling away, like you said, from the corner. But in those moments, it all looks super sweet. 
we don't get those great moments all the time though. You know, like too often I, I, I don't want him static in one spot because as you said, he's like a big target and big target or either in early in his routes or during his routes, he doesn't seem to play at that six foot three, 210 pound frame that everyone's propping up as an X wide receiver body. Yeah, I agree with you. He's got this huge catch radius because he has long arms. He's very tall. Or I shouldn't say very tall. He's like 6'3 and all that leaping ability. So he's going to make some highlight grabs. And he has uh, at TCU that are going to be like eye-popping, wow, wow, wow plays. And that's where like you can kind of see a little bit of like Devontae Parker. But at the same time, there's other times where at the catch point, he plays smaller than his size because I don't think he trusts his hands. So I think that's a part of it. And that's led to way too many dropped passes. And definitely his contested catch rate is low. But I also think at the line of scrimmage, he doesn't have a plan yet. And I think when you don't have a plan and you're that big, it's easy for these corners to kind of hold on to you and you're going to be late on your routes. Yeah, I, I think the easiest way to put it in a one line form right now, he's just a better athlete than the people he was playing against. Correct. And just being a better athlete at the NFL level at wide receiver is probably not good enough. And you mentioned all of it, like for the true X wide receiver body at the top of the draft, you see him losing uncontested catches way too often. And it's not just downfield on vertical routes where sometimes the accuracy of the and the timing of the quarterback comes into play. It's also in like working back to the quarterback, and it's mm -hmm. also in the red zone in situations where he should sign. Per PFF, Quentin Johnson won just eight of his 23 contested catches last season. Overall, 22 of 54 in the past three seasons. That's 40.7%. That's 125th among wide receivers in the 2023 NFL draft. Bigs who play small get on my nerves because it makes it like, a mind fuck, to be honest. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's perplexing. He's a real conundrum as a player. And because of that, Hayden, I think he can go in like totally diff two different ways when you think of the two outcomes of this player. Like, I'm not one just to talk up drops, and he had a really bad catch rate at times last year too. It's more just how does he track what's his timing with both leaping and working over the shoulder, the spacing of it. And then winning in tight coverage. That all translates to me when talking about hands and contested situations. And if he doesn't improve his hands, I could see this bottoming out. And yeah. if he does, I think you can have something pretty special at the NFL level. Yeah, you can definitely dream big with him. And some of the counters to some of our concerns is he is very young. He's 21 years old. He's a power five early declare. This is the type of bodies we're looking for his size plus uh, these like early declare stats uh, we definitely love. And that's why he's probably going to go in the first round. My model actually liked him fairly well. He's in the 92nd percentile because of those things. But his production wasn't actually that good. Uh, 39th percentile PPR points per game among wide receivers who've been drafted since 2005. He only averaged four catches per game. He only had four, four games with six receptions in his entire career, which is kind of frustrating. Uh, his college dominators, 25th percentile. His yards per team pass attempt was 62nd percentile. So it's kind of all over the place. And you're really trusting some of these big plays. And people are going right. to cite that Michigan game. If you go back and watch these highlights against that Michigan game, definitely one of the best events he faced. A lot of his production came on these blitzes that just didn't get home. And he would catch the ball, make one guy kind of miss, and then he was off and running. But if you kind of take away those blitz games against Michigan and Georgia, when you have these physical NFL corners, he had 42 routes that were not a part of a blitz. He only had 44 yards on them. 
against Georgia specifically, uh, Kelly Ringo was getting his hands on him. He only had three yards against Georgia. And that game, what they did is they started him on the outside and it wasn't working at all. They had to kick him back inside the slot. And that's because they needed to give him some cushion because he just doesn't have that skills at the line of scrimmage. Now, with that said, he is very young and he definitely has a lot of potential here and at some point, you have to dream big. So I'm kind of going back and forth. I ended up coming out with like a round two grade, but I'm with you. Very boom bust. Kind of reminds me of Trelon Burks in ways where you're like, you see the size, but how much is he going to translate in that specific role? I want him into the Z to start his career because I don't want him at the line of scrimmage. Personally, I like Trelon Burks a little bit more. I, I'm, I'm with you. And it's almost the two sides of draft evaluators can bring up their information and their scouting reports and be like, hey, he's actually really good or really bad in this area. And like both can kind of be right for how they utilize information. But as you said, I don't see a player who makes his presence known every single game. Like I don't see the down in and down out fear that he instills in the cornerback across from him or the defensive coordinator who's calling the plays, right? With that said, you mentioned it against Georgia, one catch for three yards. There's some other games where it's like three for 22, two for 22, three for 29, four for 41. But then there's like this stretch of games against Kansas and Oklahoma State in back-to-back weeks, 14 for 206 and one touchdown, eight for 180 and one score, four for 139 against Kansas State, six, as you said, for 163 and a score, put some context to it. It almost comes back to like, does he hit a big play or not? Correct. Like that's the question. That's his game. And because of that, I'm not comparing the skill set necessarily, but from a production angle, the inconsistency that we have seen from Gabriel Davis in the NFL stands out to me as a comparison of it's going to be hot and cold weeks. Mm -hmm. And again, the series in series out consistency, he's not that type of player yet. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I think Gabe Davis like a little bit bigger, maybe not as explosive, but they go hot and cold. Like you said, my like comparisons, it goes like from like Denzel Mims. I think that's part of the Big 12 kind of like flailing around kind of profile, but definitely the athleticism. And he was a very boom bust prospect. Chase Claypool is like a big receiver that plays smaller, that wins after the catch. And you think that he's an X receiver, but really he could play in the slot or in the Z. I can see some similarities there. Christian Watson was somebody that I was out on last year and I was wrong. And that's where you can kind of counter me is that Quinton Johnson and Christian Watson, you can just see like, oh, their athletic traits are just too good. It doesn't matter that they're not like nuanced now, route runners. I will throw a slight curveball in there because I'm with you. And I even mm-hmm. threw like a Martavis Bryant comparison. Yep, in my last Quinton, one. Quinton Johnston is what I think that Watson and Martavis did so well was on jet sweeps or handoffs at the line of scrimmage. They showed really natural feel as ball carriers. And I actually think because of his long strides, and this is a nuanced detail, Quentin Johnson kind of gets taken down in those spots. Like he's much better kind of in a straight line or galloping. And once he's up to speed, but early on, like, I don't think he's going to be a side to side jet sweep kind of guy. No, I I wouldn't think so either. And it's just tough because like the big 12 really tough. does not translate to like, that's like a big part of this. Like you said, his biggest games were against who Kansas and Kansas state. I mean, come on now. Like this is, this is different. I, I just challenge everybody to go watch that Georgia game and that Michigan game and really pay attention to the Michigan game because the stats were big, but go watch those plays. It was like all out blitzes where he was getting a lot of his production. Uh, 
So yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I go round two grade. He's going to go round one. I would not chase that compared to the last couple of draft classes. Yes, we've been spoiled here. And I know wide receiver position is so valuable. You can dream big with him because maybe he cleans up all this stuff. And now all of a sudden he is an X receiver. I just can't get there with him. And I was hoping that the production was actually better than what it was. He didn't really pop all that much. He just happens to be an early declaring young. So can we set like the, the timeline of what the future could be for Quentin Johnson? Because I don't think a team that drafts him and just says, hey, man, go play X ISO. That's going to work out. Right. I think that they're going to have to probably make him a slot player with free releases and getting vertical off of that or work him on the backside and get some free releases in that dynamic. And hopefully, like he said, the combine, he's going to try to improve his hands. Correct. And again, I, I want to spread out limbs of what hands means because it's just playing bigger. A big receiver must play big, right? It's just crazy that what his 38.4% contested catch rate last season is so much worse than Five foot nine, 171 pound Josh Downs, who caught, you know, 13 of 18 contested targets. Mm -hmm. Like it's the timing, it's using the length that he has instead of being a, a body catcher. It's certainly tracking and it's also spatial awareness of where you are in the field. Like I just didn't see any of that. And it, it just comes back to can you teach that element for him or is he just going to be a I'm a better athlete? Big plays are on the way. There's yeah. a couple of other minor fun details about his profile, too. Um, in 2020 and 2021, he played 92% of his snaps at right wide receiver. And then in 2022, he played 83% of his snaps yeah. at left wide receiver. So if you just see where his routes were this past season, you think, okay, this is maybe a DK Metcalf, Kevin White just one side of the field, then again, the previous two years, he only solely lined up on the opposite side. Yep. So I don't know if we're ever going to see this type of player ever sink his hips consistently, even though I brought up that one Oklahoma State play that he did. I'm a little bit nervous about the blocking effort, too. It was really awful yeah, in 2021. Around. They, they were really fun matchup against Julius Brents three times in the last two seasons, who's a tall, long, athletic corner. I'm with you. Like the Darius Slayton, Gabriel Davis, Martavis Bryant spectrum is where I'm putting Quentin Johnson right now. And I don't know if I would feel comfortable taking that in the first round. No, I wouldn't. I, I don't think there's going to be like a target dominator, like this ability to earn targets, as everyone says in the fantasy community. I'm not sure that's going to be him. I think that if he pops, I think he's going to pop closer to the Christian Watson. Well, we'll see. Maybe Christian Watson is a 10 target per game player, but I can see explosiveness on six targets, seven targets. Maybe that he gets there, but I think it's a little bit rich. And like the Mike Williams comparison, I've seen that. I don't Ooh, see that no. at all. DeAndre nope. Hopkins, I do not see that at all. Nope. Um, yeah, he's just kind of a different body type. And like to me, it's like I'd say he's the biggest, just happened. He's the biggest enigma in this draft class. Right. I, I, I fully believe that because the outcomes are great and mm -hmm. drastic on both sides. And I have no idea which direction it's going in. And I can make the yep. case for both sides. And I think it's about coaching and more so individual development Yeah. once you get there and where yep. it goes from there. All right, my last note here, per Sports Info Solutions, they have isolated wide receiver routes. He ran 90 of them. His yards per route run was only 2.7, which was a full yard worse than Jordan Addison and Zay Flowers, who are obviously much smaller players than Quinton Johnson. So I think clean up, the, clean up his hands, get better at the line of scrimmage, and then we have something to work with. Are you comfortable that a 21-year-old from the Big 12 is going to be able to make that leap? Maybe he is. That's what makes this draft so perplexing. We value the wide receiver position. That's why he's going to go round one. I just wish there was 
better talent in this draft class. Yeah, and there's a lot of mighty mice that he's being drafted around. And so right. that helps him. the X wide receiver body at the yeah. top, I get why everyone's gravitating to him. I think at the very least, if he played big with this athleticism, I would feel much more comfortable mm-hmm. with him. And we yeah. just don't have that yet. I feel like in the world of streaming services, it is very easy to forget that you subscribe to a platform for just one show, one event, one game, and then get charged over and over and over again. We've all been there after checking our monthly bank statement, and that's just the start of the process. After that, you have to find out where to cancel, how to cancel, click on this button, that button, email this person, that person. But now there is one easy way to take care of all of that. It is rocket money. It shows you all of your subscriptions in one place and then cancels them for you, whichever ones you do not want. And in fact, Rocket Money can find subscriptions you did not even know you were paying for. That's like an extra, you know, five, 10, 15 bucks that you found in your couch cushion. Again, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money is over 5 million users and helps save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash underdog. That is rocketmoney.com slash underdog. Rocketmoney.com slash underdog. This is UNC wide receiver Josh Downs. And one of the best wide receiver prospects in the slot on this play. You can see him fight into the zone coverage. It wasn't really there. Had to create some separation by making a second move and then extending past his body. And that's kind of the enigma that Josh Downs is for such a small slot player. There are some plays like this one where you can make an extended play. And that's why I'm a big fan of his. Yeah, I really, really love this play. It's obviously going to be a cover three look. And he knows that he has to work to the middle of the field on second and 10 so to work beyond this linebacker number four and just his eyes like he's always locked into the quarterback but also aware of number nine who's going to be driving into his space and exactly where he's sitting and look at this as soon as he gets to the top of his route boom nine is driving to that same spot to try to deflect the pass and as soon as he enters his little bubble josh downs just has like that one or two step quick twitch to work right past him little overhand move to work beyond him. And this, I think, can be designated as like an explosive play, Mm -hmm. you know, out of the slot. And Josh Downs just does this over and over and over again. Again, it's that spatial awareness. It's knowing who's going to be in your coverage bubble and then just that quick twitch to work right past him. And that's what makes him so special. I think at that 5'9", 171 pound frame, a 4-4-8-40, we see that one five one ten 10-yard split, 93rd percentile show up, and awesome jumps in the 90th and 96th percentile as well. So his uh, three-cone and short subtle, I have them in the 72nd and 81st percentile. And so to be a slot receiver, you have to have short area bursts, which we've seen now in multiple plays. You have to have some creativity to his game. That last play we've seen, a bunch of these highlights, you'll see that. And then I think you have to be on the same page pre-snap with your quarterback and i didn't include these because i wanted to show the plays but so many of these plays before we even get the ball snap he's turning to the quarterback giving hand signals and stuff and if you go listen to any of any of his interviews fantastic interview really knows his game well and that's why i think he's going to translate the big debate with him obviously is just going to be the size issue is so small like unprecedentedly small but the nfl is kind of changing a lot of these guys are getting really small 
Um, and I just think that he plays a little bit bigger. You see that slot fade, that last play extending past his body. There was a couple of plays where he was blocking his ass off. Yep. Um, so really weird profile. It's You can't really dream big with him, but I wouldn't be surprised if he caught 80 passes as a rookie. So let's talk through all of that. As you mentioned, 5'9", 171. Last season, 94 receptions, 1,029 yards, and 11 touchdowns with May. Then the year before that was Sam Howell, 101 receptions, 1,300 yards, eight touchdowns the year prior. As you said, just 136 of his 756 snaps were on the outside in 2022. So I think you and I can both say, and this isn't a negative per se, he's a slot wide receiver. Now, how does he differ from a lot of standard slot wide receivers out there? Well, we're showing you, like Hayden said, the pre-snap awareness, the post-snap awareness of the feel and sitting in zones, but it's also how he plays bigger than his size. Won 13 of 18 contested catches this past season. That's eighth best in this class. That's a better contested catch rate by a lot than Quentin Johnston, who is the 6'3", 210-pound X wide receiver that people are talking about in the first round. He's not just a screen guy. And Hayden, as you said, that five to 10 yard range is where he's going to make his home in the NFL. On top of the contested catches, only a 3% drop rate. He really trusts his hands, both in the contested catches and just in general. Uh, he had 24 games his last two years. He caught at least eight receptions in 18 of 24 games. That is an absurd amount of production. The stat that blew my balls off from 2021 was he caught 43% of North Carolina's passes 43%. That is an outrageous number. And you might think that like, Oh, this is like the Wandale Robinson profile where it's like literally just manufactured touches in the screen game. Not really last year. He caught 94 passes. Only 11 of them were screens or jet sweeps. What his best move is, is option routes against yep. linebackers and zone coverage. He is manipulating them. He can win against man coverage to some degree as well. And I think, just think he gets on the same page and that's what makes me very optimistic. I have a second round grade on him. I think like Randall Cobb is kind of a similar profile. Elijah Moore, a similar profile. Jamison Crowder would be kind of like the baseline level of production. You, you've seen some big years from Jamison Crowder, but I think there's a potential just for a little bit more than that because his athleticism is pretty good, even though he's very small. I love smalls who play big. Like it goes straight to my heart when that happens. Maybe it's growing up watching Steve Smith with the Carolina Panthers and no one did it better than him. And because of that, I almost want to make the comparison to Marquise Goodwin, who played a lot on the outside actually last year at times for the Seattle Seahawks. And everyone's going to say, well, Marquise Goodwin is an Olympic caliber athlete. Okay, let me prop this up to you. 5'9", 183 pounds. So yes, there's a 10 to 12 pound difference between the two. But their 10 yard split is very similar in yeah. terms of Josh Downs being outstanding in that area. And then their broad jump and their vertical jump are very similar as well. The long speed might not be there, but I'm just That's talking about yeah. a guy who can still play big. And I think because maybe that 448 that people might attach themselves to, that might be different for a guy who doesn't play out of his frame like Josh mm -hmm. Downs does. And mm -hmm. to your point, he's super explosive in his movements. And I think sometimes based on the coverages that UNC faced, it allowed those favorable matchups against linebackers or safeties. And, you know, he was just too sudden for those yeah. guys. But that can work in the NFL. I also think if he does see a pure nickel or a pure slot, his movement and, again, his ability to win outside of his frame, plus that suddenness, is going to work dividends for mm -hmm. his role. Now, the role is a slot only. If you want to extrapolate beyond that, do what you want. So slot receivers 
can 100% be productive and very productive, in fact. But we can never really, I believe, project him to be like out there in two wide receiver sets unless you want to go to a different planet than I'm on. They did allow him to play in those sets at North Carolina. But like you said, nobody at that size plays that. Um, The other like kind of con to his profile is if you compare his ADOT, which is very low, like classic slot receiver stuff versus his yards after the catch and historically if you're getting the ball thrown underneath, you're going to have more yards after the catch. His yards after the catch numbers are not very good, which was pretty surprising to me because he is a good athlete. But on the field, his just his size, he just gets tackled too easily. And there's some times yeah. where I'm like, show off that lateral ability and really doesn't have it like to that degree. So that was like kind of the thing is like we're like compared to like JSN, I think like yeah. pre-snap feel for the game and stuff, I think fairly similar. But JSN he can like kind of rip through a tackle a little bit and he kind of feels like he has a little bit more instincts than Josh Downs. And that's like the difference between a mid round one grade and yeah. a round two grade with Josh Downs. I think that's a great point. He forced just seven missed tackles last year. And I think the yak per reception was about four on average. Yeah. Um, it's so funny though, because before he catches it pre catch, he's got like a real pacing to his game. Like Agreed. he loves to set up, the second level defenders over and over and over again. It's stop, start. It's like a hop, skip, and a jump. He runs routes like a Jabberwocky, if you get that <laughs> reference, Hayden. It's like, uh, and then a we'll like go quickly, you know? Like, it's so cool just to watch him in isolation. And then when it's one-on-one with a corner or, again, whatever other defender, and he just knows that, like, hey, this move I'm going to put on you is going to create the space. Yep. And it's not just that. It's not mm-hmm. just the spacing. It's also the feel and connection that he has with his quarterbacks. And I think you and I are on the same page for this. Like, let's take a look at where he might go. Number 39 overall to the Carolina Panthers, who really don't have a slot receiver, who potentially could be taking, let's say, a quarterback like C.J. Stroud, who had a beautiful connection with his slot wide receiver in JSN. Like, you see, as we showed, Josh Downs sitting in soft spots or working to that second and third window, or when the quarterback is moved off a spot, then he perfectly goes into an open area. The feel between those two players would be ideal. You can submit the card, CJ Stroud first overall <laughs> and 39th overall, Josh Downs. It'd be the sexy offseason they're looking for. It's exactly what they need. And I think Josh Downs is NFL ready. Um, I hope he can put on a little bit more size. I would like to see a little bit more yards after the catchability. But man, the right offense, he could really shine. Now, there is a big difference here. Some of these NFL offenses are going to want a big slot wide receiver because they can block. I think Chris Godwin, those type of players, Larry Fitzgerald. And then there's the other types where you can get your Julian Edelman's and somebody that maybe not as physical. But like we said, there was a couple plays in here I included. Josh Downs can block a little bit. Uh, maybe that's against college type of corners and, and, and safeties, but I think he at least has a little bit of dog in him and maybe that can show up where he can kind of not just fit like the traditional slot right. where he maybe can fit into all the type of slots that there are. Okay. I mean, at 30 years of age, Cole Beasley in 2019 and 2020 had 67 receptions and 778 yards and then mm-hmm. 82 receptions and 967 yards. I Why don't see him? how... Josh Downs can't do exactly what Cole Beasley does. Correct. And I think, again, coming back to this, he mm-hmm. plays bigger than a bunch of those guys. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm with you on on kind of that spectrum of player. And while slot only is something we definitely have to say, that doesn't mean he's going to be unproductive. I don't Correct. think that necessarily caps his ceiling. It just caps his alignment of how teams can utilize it. The full PPR bros should love this dude. Like yeah. that, I think, I think we're going to see 80 catches, 800 yards, four touchdowns 
for his like entire rookie contract. He's not as physical as Amon Ross St. Brown is a little bit bigger, but they would do the little backfield stuff on occasion. They would get him, uh, they'd move him around the formation. So there's some versatility in his game, but this entire video, we've been talking about all these compliments, but at the same time, I think both, both you and I realize it's not first round talent because right. of just the role and the ceiling is just very capped with him. But I think like the odds of him hitting a decent, productive NFL receiver are very good in the second round. You can turn that card in. And we're going to say this with a bunch of the other Mighty Mice wide receivers at the top of the draft. But prior to 2023, just 32 wide receivers that NFL combine over the last 20 years weighed 173 pounds or less. And yeah. there are five of them in this draft class alone. He is one. Jordan Addison is another. Jalen Cropper, Darius Davis, and Tank Dell are the other three. So not calling him an outlier per se, but the league is kind of shifting towards maybe more of these mm -hmm. players being able to be productive versus 10, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. If you have these size thresholds for the wide receivers, you're going to just run out. Year. You're just going to have to run out of wide receivers <laughs> that are even capable. So I think I think we're starting to have to make some adjustments because it wasn't even just this class, like last year's class, the year before that, like yep. these players like typically were 6'3", 220. Now they're 6'3", 195. So we have to make some adjustments, I think. Yeah. And of those three that were successful um, of the 32, Hollywood Brown, Devontae Smith and Deshaun Jackson all weighed 173 yeah. pounds. But those are very different fast, players fast, than someone fast, fast. Josh Downs, like Josh Downs brings to the table. All right. If you want to draft him, and all these other rookies, Underdog Fantasy is the place to do it. Go and hit the link in the description down below to draft right now. All the rookies, all the other players, all you do is draft. And we take care of the rest of your lineup every single week. And on the channel, hit that subscribe button, the notification bell as well for plenty more prospect videos with wide receivers, running backs, and quarterbacks. We'll see you next time.